Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, the tirade film movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, two cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan. I'm Will Johnson. Folks, Will is still here. It's been Haven't four left. weeks. Uh, you know, he hasn't shaved. Uh, he's wearing the same clothes. It's a Tampa Bay Super Bowl shirt. I think Chicagoans are going to beat him up, but you know, uh, no, it's been five minutes. I can't get close enough because of the smell. Yeah, no, it's been five minutes since the last episode. Uh, so we're here again for uh, a little bit of a mini zone experiment we have where we are Mm -hmm. kind of taking love, hate, deep cuts into, uh, actors. Mm -hmm. And while Will is here in Chicago, uh, visiting, we looked up some Chicago born actors, uh, last time we did this little piece, uh, he was very surprised to hear that Harrison Ford was a Chicago-born actor. And sure enough, we've got another big hitter for you, and it's Robin Williams, mm-hmm. born here in Chicago. So for this format, um, not exactly the bell here, not exactly 11 hate, but we're going to go back and forth with uh, some deep cuts of how we feel about Robin Williams. So to kind of open this up, um, we're going to kind of just kind of – everyone knows the land, everyone knows the, his big hits, but we're going to try to kind of pick out some – some things that we liked, some things that we hated, and that we've really enjoyed from one of the best two-way actors to ever walk the face of the earth, in my opinion. Well, let's um, – yeah, absolutely. Two-way actor for sure because he's – That's I, the Daniel Day-Lewis test I talk about. He's made he me laugh. He's made anything. me cry. I mean, yeah. he's made me do everything. Well, we were looking through his filmography, and I think <laughs> we agreed that basically from 20 uh, – when did he die? 20 – 18 maybe oh, it's like is it been 10 years now no not sure. 10 no. three yeah something like that yeah but go either on. way either way basically from his 2014 death, if, you, if you go it's back been seven years oh my god so if you go from 2014 backwards we were only able to find like one or two films we actually like so i think his late career was rough yeah i think the the the, the latest year in which he had a phenomenal just not hit after hit because some of these were not hits, but you were saying oh six, right? No, no uh, well, 02, 02. Oh, that was a hell of a year. That's the that's the banner year that stands out as like wow. because yeah, that was that was like a, so those one hour photo, mm-hmm. insomnia, and death to smoochie. Let's so, talk about those three. Yeah, uh, so insomnia, as everyone knows, not really a Nolan guy, but yeah. uh, I'm okay with that because it's him adapting someone else's work. So yeah. I'm, I'm not as uh, I'm not as pissed off about his no. original work. Um, and Robin brings out a different version of something. You know, yeah. Like so with all three of these, but that's yes. to me, this is the of the three. This is the least one of the three. Absolutely, I agree. And and but what's cool about it, and I and I always remember this story. Uh, I can't remember who told the story. Maybe it was Nolan. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on some behind the scenes documentary somewhere. But they basically said that the thing about Robin Williams was he was so, and you could feel this in his performances, especially his comedic performances, which is why his dramatic performances are so shocking because he's so wild and energetic. Oh yeah. I think Nolan was saying, or somebody was saying that, you know, he was, he would tamp down that energy so much to play these calm, deliberate villains, especially like Mm -hmm. an insomnium that when you said cut, he literally would just start bouncing off the walls because he had so much energy wound up inside it. Bottled them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I found that very interesting. And that in a way can also add, if you're playing a villain and you're supposed to be kind of evil or twisted mm-hmm. inside or conflicted, imagine trying to suppress that energy and mm-hmm. you're just sitting there going like, mm-hmm. like you're just furious yeah. under underneath, you know? So I think that makes a great performance, but one hour photo is, is probably think, my favorite of the three. I think, I'll say it like this. I think from a nuanced level, that's the finest acting performance he's ever done. 
Which one? One hour photo? One hour photo. Um, I because say, of, like you said, knowing what he is and who he is. Right. To, to twist that, torque that, all the way, bottle it down to, to for you, because he puts on that gray hair. He puts on that, that terrible little lab costume thing he's got going with the one hour photo thing at the drugstore. But he dials it so far down that you forget you're watching. Peter yep. Pan and Popeye, like yeah. he's yeah. so convincing yes. as this creep, and 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 just and and yeah, it's the it's his most nuanced performance, which to me, for a guy who is so explosive, means it's one of his best performances. I, yeah, I'm, I, I movie would, blows me away. I would, since we're trying to avoid the big heavy hitters, I I still think personally my favorite nuanced performance of his is. Good Wanting, personally. of course, of course, but, but there's, I agree but with you. But it's the bubbly personality is still kind of there, you know. Yeah. It, well, that makes him more human to me. This oh, is yes, yes, yes. A, you know, but a, to play something so inhuman as this, yes, yes, creature of a man. But the, the great thing about One Hour Photo is it's almost a time capsule movie because truly, when we when you and I say One Hour Photo, we know we, we know means. totally, but. So like my children, if I say, hey, mm-hmm. one hour photo, they're going to be like, what the hell what is that? Because everything's on your phone prints? now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that, that was a time. You got to remember yeah. the, the, the added creepy factor to that was, uh, you know, when you had a camera and let's say you had some personal photos on there or anything maybe you're, embarrassing, you're, handing it, to a you're handing it to a stranger who's going to print it out and look at it. Like uh-huh. we forget about that. So yeah. the fact that like this movie plays in the idea that anyone could be looking at your photos. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, Robin Williams going home and putting children's photos all over his walls and doors. That's mm-hmm. frightening. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Lo- Low-key, one of the most demented movies I've ever seen. And and like I said, not um not in the most I feel like if Hollywood made that today, now don't get me wrong, the movie goes off the rails in, in violent sure. fashion. Sure. But uh it, um, you make that movie today, they would dial it to 12 and make it overly loud and overly weird and just like like I said, the nuance. They just put that straight down. Can we Sidetrack for a minute about that. Who directed that movie? That is Mark Romanek, who has since uh, kind of a music video and commercial guy, fellow Chicagoan. He did One Hour Photo, and he did Never Let Me Go in 2010. Uh, He did the Hurt Johnny Cash uh, music video, Close to Nine Inch Nails. Very much a music video guy. Mm, Um, And he's just... uh, a Beyonce thing. Yeah, so he's, he's not done a ton of stuff since. Let me get to his most recent filmography. The last thing he did because I feel like he's dropped off the face of the earth. So one hour photo was his directing debut, and he did never let me go eight years later, and that's it. Okay, he's so been very music video since. I was gonna say that that movie has an energy to it of a Hollywood outsider. It doesn't totally. have totally like you said. If they made it the now, with, shot, almost West Anderson ish, where mm-hmm. you're bringing symmetry into play. Just, you know, it doesn't suck. So anyway, True. the point. <laughs> I, I West West is hard for me. I don't. Yeah. So he directed a movie in 1985 and then 2002, oh, right? Oh <laughs> wow. yeah. So Static is. Uh, it looks like a low budget, total film. low budget thing. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't well, want to get more time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, I was just curious because adding to your argument about that, it, it has a it has an energy to it that is not very Hollywood, which I think benefits someone as big as Robin Williams mm-hmm. because when you go in, like you said, there's some movie stars. Um, Tom Cruise, uh, maybe not so much Harrison Ford, which we talked about last time, but a lot of movie stars can take you out of a picture. Francis McDormand and No Man. Yeah. Land. So I think Rob Williams can take you out of a picture too. That's true. Cause unless, you look at it and go, Oh my gosh, it's Rob Williams. Yeah, yeah. But then in that one, like you said, it's nuanced. It's, mm-hmm. You don't think it's Rob. Williams. Yeah. And then the last one of that 2002 uh, triumvirate is 
take all of the manic energy of Robin Williams <laughs> and point it in the most wild direction. And that's Death to Smoochie, which was slaughtered by audiences and critics in 2002. Yeah. But I dig it because it's got balls. <laughs> well, yeah. To just I mean, be a real dark comedy. I remember, I think John Stewart hosted the Oscars the year that came out. Mm-hmm. And his big claim to fame was, I think, in the broadcast, he said, um, remember that the Oscars are hosted by the fifth star of Death to Smoochie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, fifth build star of yeah. Death to Smoochie. But, but it's yeah. become a butt of a joke and it's a shame. It yeah it's it's um it kind of has that uh, we were talking about uh, that Levin, Barry Levinson energy where it's yeah, just a little off kilter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have been a Barry Levinson. I don't know. I'm one, it's somebody known. I know that. And it's also uh, one of the few Edward Norton performances I can actually stand. He he's hit or miss for me too. And it, but like same thing. Um, that's directed by Danny DeVito. Oh, Danny DeVito. That makes sense. Yeah. It's got that madcap Danny DeVito energy. Yeah, totally. I get that. Totally. Okay. All right. But I think people don't like seeing their childhood hero things mm. fucked with, and that yeah. movie subverts yeah. the Barney stuff, and people don't want to see that and yeah. realize that maybe there's creepers <laughs> there, and there are. Um, very true, very right. True. So we're a love hate show. Let's, we've done a bunch of love. What are some Rob Williams? Well, ones like this movie's shitty. Hate it. I don't know if these are the same year. So forgive my knowledge here, mm-hmm. but there was at least a one-two punch within the same time zone, let's say, yeah. of Jack they're, and Father's Day. They're a year apart. Year Jack in 96, Father's Day 97. Father's Day, the it, it takes a lot for me to, I was, was Father's Day, what, what year was that? 96? 97. Okay, so I Ivan was. Ivan Reitman as Ghostbusters. So, oh, Jesus. I was, um, I think I was either in eighth grade or freshman year of high school. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot for me to notice advertising at that age. Yes. Um, it's very for cynical 40 year olds like ourselves. It's very easy to spot, yeah. but as a kid, so I remember the marketing campaign for father's day. I'm playing up the idea of Billy Crystal and Robin Williams together. In oh yeah. Film, and they sold that like crazy. Oh yeah. Can't so go wrong. Like, Oh wow. That's so going to be great. Pumped with that. And yeah. then when you watch it and it's, just so bad. It's mm-hmm. I mean it's awful. Awful jokes. Um, Nothing lands good. And Jack Jack before it is Francis Ford Coppola. And you're like, oh, heartfelt Ron Williams. We can go with this. This is obviously a year before Google Hunting. But like yeah. uh the Benjamin Button and like getting older instead of getting younger thing. And yeah, like, oh, it's got a there's a premise there, but then it it's it's one of Ron Williams's very many sentimental schmaltzy movies that like patch adams like oh my god we <laughs> which go, is we, better than Jack. we can go all day patch adams jacob the liar bicentennial man we, i mean oh, there's this, uh, what dreams may come <laughs> some of them people some of them land with different audiences like for example sure. i'm a huge what dreams may come guy yeah, yeah but uh but that one jack um i when people ask donna do, do you ever fall asleep in movies i'm like no but one i jack is a movie i fell asleep um, Usher, I, Usher waking me up at the end falls. I saw it in the theater, and I think the next week I saw Island of Dr. Moreau. So it's just Oof, a rough, rough two rough, weeks there. That's a rough one, too. But uh, no, but it was uh, Jack was something that you go into and you like, you feel like the concept should work. And there's a couple of jokes Especially that fall. Yeah. But overall, you're just like, what's missing here? It just feels wrong. Yeah. Uh, and Maybe this, it's a year after, uh, the two years after Billy Madison, where we see an old person go to school already. Yeah. Adam's funnier than Robin <laughs> at that point. And the I, premise is funnier when it's a comedy. Yeah, right, time. right. And I, I think, and this furthers my argument hot take here, um, obviously I've, I've, I've taken issue recently with a lot of the new wave 
directors that are taking current Hollywood to task for being quote unquote uncreative and everything. Mm. I've always kind of had a problem with Francis Ford Coppola because when you look at his history, yeah. Um, first of all, when he has had the most success has generally been when he's been under the thumb of a studio. True. Uh, when he's been left to his own devices, his yeah. films are absolute train wrecks. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I have I, trouble. I think, yeah. I'm with you. There's a place where the studio can and should rein people in or right. make it a collaborative process. Right. I think with the Scorseses and the Francis Ford Coppola, yeah. they need to try to meet in the middle instead of going yep. to one extreme or the other. Because yep. when you look at, Fra- yeah, when you look at Francis Ford Coppola, Jack is a perfect example. It's like, you know, when he has a good idea and he has studio back in like Pegasus Got Married, mm-hmm. fantastic film. Yeah. And things that shouldn't work work, like sure. Nicolas Cage being completely weird in that movie, but it yeah. works. Even a year after Jack, he's got the Rainmaker, you know, the, yeah. the Grisham yeah. movie with Damon, where which I, is fine. Yeah. I, I think it's the most audience accessible Grisham movie. Yes. You know, because it's just plays for plays a little light. It's a great story too. It's a good book too, yeah. even though John Grisham. All right, so we did some right. worse. Let's do some best and personal favorites here. Okay. Well, uh well, you like what dreams may come. Talk about that. I do. Um as an existential person who is you know between being an agnostic guy or a church guy or a person who wrestles with that, I'm always fascinated by the afterlife. Uh, mm-hmm. Movies like mm-hmm. Ghost, movies like um, What Dreams May Come, or even just Feel the Dreams, do that for me. Where like I like the existential stuff, and then the artfulness of the mm-hmm. Oscar-winning visual effects of turning paint into yep. to pixels was pretty cool. Um, this kind of counts as a Robin Williams movie because mm-hmm. it, he appears in this ensemble piece. It's a terrible Woody Allen film, but it does have an interesting part about the afterlife which is deconstructing harry Ooh, okay um that is a great one because it, it, to me it's like my favorite representation of hell because okay. it's, it's actually a place where people that go to hell would want to go because they're with their people like hell is this kind of sure. great place for scoundrels mm-hmm. but anyway rob williams is in that movie completely out of focus if i remember correctly so it was a weird Woody Allen okay. touch but uh you got any other favorites here um other I mean, than the big ones, yeah, I'm I mean, the we all I love mean, big ones. You, like you said, Night Museum is a lot of fun. I think I'm a hook kid where Spielberg is delightful. And, yeah, I, I think the the key that we're noticing here when you talk about his best performance is something like Good Will Hunting, mm-hmm. uh, Fisher King, yeah. stuff like that. Awakenings is, is very awaken. Well, Awakenings is a little different than what I'm going for. I, okay. I think I think when you can combine both of his dramatic and comedic chops, like. Fisher it's King, rare for a movie to do both. You're right. right. Fisher King has that madcap energy of him, but mm-hmm. it also has dramatic elements. Yeah. Um, Good Will Hunting has funny Robin Williams moments, but totally. also very dramatic, very sad mm-hmm. moments. Uh, Awakenings is, I think, the, the, the great part about Awakenings is that he's not only playing against type as a very serious doctor, mm-hmm. but he's also going, you can see how good of an actor he is because he's going up against an arrow. Yeah, so, that's true. So I like I, an early part, part for me where it was was good, a good morning in Vietnam is not bad. Mm-hmm. We're obviously madcap energy mm-hmm. uh, in those scenes. You know, there I love the soundtrack of the movie because all mm-hmm. those cuts are on there where you can imitate them on your own microphone at home and think you can yell like he yep. does. Yep. And but at the same time, there's a dramatic angle there, which you know, obviously years before he would do other things. But uh, it's not not a bad movie. It's under, yeah. I feel like underseen today. Most people know the radio parts, but don't know the Vietnam part. It's, exactly. Yep. Um, but you, yep. I know you've dropped some stuff. Like I always forget how many little things he's been in. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, Dead Again. You know, um, yeah, that was a playing against yeah, type thing where I, he's kind of a creep. Like he's right nine months. He's got a, but <laughs> but he'll do he'll do creeper. He'll do little things of, of creepy low value. Mm-hmm. He'll do crazy funny moments. Like when he shows up as the doctor in nine months, you're like, uh, oh my god, here he comes. I I yeah. have. I mean. 
I don't know if this says anything about my comedic taste, but I saw that with my parents. And I, I mean, in terms of theater experiences, we saw it at a sold out theater in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I just remember my dad howling, my mom howling, oh, the yeah. audience going nuts yeah, he, at how funny he was. Because I, I don't remember if he was in the trailers or if he was known for being in the movie. I don't but, think so. Because I think he's a surprise cameo and yeah. then you're like holy shit it's robin williams yeah it was and, and was, he just and he does his little bit and it's yeah perfect that's true that's very true well cool this has been good deep cuts here. yeah good deep cuts uh, yeah. you guys should definitely uh watch some of these especially one hour photo i think yeah, is the one we're, yeah if, uh, we're throwing our dart our darts at the 2002 bullseye go if you want to see three of the best of robin williams go to that year and get all three you'll, yeah. you'll get something don't watch popeye no don't watch popeye <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit and on Facebook at Cinephile Hissy Fits Podcast. Also find us both on Letterboxd. Casablanca Don is him and uh, Will Joe is me. Thank you so much for your captive audience and social media participation. Cinephile Hissy Fits is a 25YL media podcast brought to you by RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Please visit, rate, review, and subscribe. If you enjoyed the show, we have more where that came from. Not only do we have a live show coming up, or it might have already come up, who knows, uh, we have interesting hosts, interesting guest hosts, wonderful guests. We've already booked a bunch of guests. We've got more on the way. This is all available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite shows.